Yo. Hi. Sam and Bass. Yes, yes, yeah. So, Bass, how was your trip to Los Angeles? Oh, it was so nice. And you stayed at Ryan's house? I stayed at Ryan's house only for one night. Oh, you didn't stay both nights? Ryan, when when people say, like, like, I remember how Abe used to make fun of me when he would stay up. Like, I'd say, oh, my uncle lives in New York, but it turns out my uncle lives in Albany. Ryan says he lives in Los Angeles. Oh, no, he lives in the suburbs. I I think he's told us that. Is yeah. it a suburb called Santa Clarita? Clarita, I think that's how you say it. Well, you didn't know that? Well, I didn't realize how far it would be from Los Angeles. But, base, I told you when you were going, I said, you know, it's pretty far out. And you're like, yeah, but no, whatever. You know, you know, it's a little, you, you just go, yeah, it's a little, it's a little out there. It's not, you know, but it's kind of close. I mean, it's got to be kind of close because they work downtown. Yeah, well, the, yeah. Close wherever they work. That thing was way up there. Yeah, but for a guy like you, who's just you know, you have a you rented a car, right? I did rent a car. Yeah, so who cares? I mean, it's not like you. It's not like you were out partying at the uh, you know at the Viper Room all night. As a matter of fact, I was. I decided to start up cocaine, and that happened tonight. <laughs> we do that, champ. <laughs> it's like you, it's like you were at the Rainbow with Chuck Zito. <laughs> And you, you know, and you couldn't make. And I actually saw him there when I went there. He like, I think he has a table. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think he hangs out there. He's one of the guys who's there all the time. Well, if I rolled out and said I hung out with Chuck Vito all night, I think he'd have to check both of us. Anything else happen at, during this trip? Well, the thing that happened was because he lives so far. Well, first of all, I got to Ryan, and like he lives in one of those. And if you've been there, like you have to type a code in to get there. One of those, like it's like a town hall like complex. Which is fine, okay, so how far? How far? <laughs> it was about forty-five minutes north of. Uh, of oh wow! Okay. Like, like central Los Angeles, and I. By the time I got there, I got there almost. By the time I landed and got into my car, and got to my first appointment of being out there, it was about three o'clock in the afternoon. And then by the time you go through traffic, everything in LA. Traffic wise, it's not really like congested like Chicago, but everybody's just very, very relaxed. Nobody really like. There's not a lot of offensive driving in LA, so people just kind of, you know, 50 miles an hour on the on the uh, on the highways, kind of like their their limit. So that's what, like slows a lot of things down. So by the time you get to where you got to go, something could be 10 miles north of you, and it'll still take you about 45 minutes. Because everybody's just kind of joyriding around around there. See, when I was out there, everyone was driving like super defensive, going like ninety-seven miles an hour. I don't know. Maybe I got there like on, on an off weekend, but it was crazy. Like I, I was scared well, on the nobody. Expressway. Nobody was doing that, and I was driving at all sorts of different hours during the day and night. So by the time I got to Ryan's, it was about midnight. And when if you can, and if you ever go to like those complexes where there's town homes, you know, he told me like, "Oh, this is my this is the address. It'll be the uh, the first one all the way down. It'll be the last one on the left." But you can't really see the addresses for where it is at twelve o'clock at night because all the addresses are like within the garage. It's on the garage door. So you were shining your you flashlight at midnight, and everyone was like wondering I if you were fine, a burglar. Dude, I, pulled, I pulled up. I pulled up to some dude, and I was like, uh, is "This one oh whatever it was." And the guy's like. No, dude, it's one thirty four, and I was like, okay. So I had to like circle around about six times to figure it out. And when I finally got it, it was like one o'clock in the morning. 
And then Ryan, and luckily his fiance told me that whenever, uh, I guess they go out of town, their cats rebel by pulling out drawers and taking things out of the drawers. So I walked in the place at night and everything was fine. I never saw the cats once, but when I woke up in the morning, all the drawers were opened up. All of her clothes were on the floor. And this includes things that were in the drawers, like in the kitchen. Had she not told me that, I would have thought I was the most haunted <laughs> house of all time. Did you clean that stuff up or you just left it on the ground? I'd like to. I'm not going to pick up old girls' underwear, you know? It's kind of weird being like, wait, oh, wait. by the way, I picked up all your, uh, your unmentionables. Wait, wait. The cats went in her, like, underwear drawer and threw everything out? The cats literally opened drawers. Wait, so you slept actually in, you slept in Ryan's bed? Did you sleep in Ryan's bed? I did not sleep on Ryan's bed. I actually slept on the, uh, on the bed you slept in with all those pictures of Audrey Hepburn looking at me. Oh, okay. But then how did you, how did you end up in his bedroom where you saw her drawers <laughs> with all the underwear on the ground? Well, all the doors were open, and second of all, he told me to use a master bathroom because it was uh, the better bathroom to use. But when I went in there, I was just like, "What the hell happened in here?" Now, are you, Sam, it, it, you would know this. Are you supposed to clean up after the cats or no? Um, why would I? I would I don't know that. I don't have cats. Babe. I, I mean, like etiquette. Like, would etiquette if you're a house guest and the cats throw everything out of drawers? Do you just leave it there? Um, I think you do leave it there because... Oh, well, I don't know where the things go. I mean, there was just piles of piles. I mean, what do you... I mean, he, he... Your base isn't there to be the cat, uh, you know, <laughs> there to stay for... I mean, I don't know. The cat whisperer? No, I did, I did, I did, I did, feed, I did feed the cat. Because Ryan left, left the thing of food, so I did feed them, and I... I definitely cleaned up after myself to make sure that it was because Abe Cannon left the place so sparkling clean last time. I wanted to make sure I didn't get any complaints about if I was <laughs> remotely turned. So I never even slept. I never slept in the bed. I slept on top of the bed. So they had like <laughs> layers of pillows. That I didn't want to mess up. <laughs> and then uh, you didn't jerk off or anything. No, Abe. I did not jerk off in her house. Because I would love to see those spy cameras that Ryan set up. I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> I, I told him I never even I never even got naked until I got into the bathroom. <laughs> I was just definitely afraid of that guy constantly monitoring or having some sort of webcam of wherever I was. You didn't see some like perfectly placed teddy bear with like a huge glass eye. No, I was lucky. All the all the cup stuff, I was I was checking everything out. <laughs> Isn't that messed up that you have to look around for cameras? Well, if it was anybody else but an Abe Cannon production, I would definitely not have a tweet that I had to do. It's like a Bubba the Love Sponge situation. There's just some <laughs> random there's just some random girl in the bedroom. <laughs> I can't believe I was I can't believe I ate like a pig, brother. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure the dialogue would have been the same. Yeah. I just ate fat burger. I can't believe I ate like a pig. Now blow me while I talk to my son. <laughs> and then, so you oh, did I did try. I did try the uh, Roscoe's chicken and waffles out there. How was that? Everybody told me I had to try it. I thought it was only okay. 
Yeah, all, all that kind of stuff is always overrated. It's like, as soon as you get to a place like that, it's like... Well, that's just that, but people are like, oh, Levy, I know how fat you are. You're, you you have to go to this place. <laughs> a, guy your size, a guy your size, not to have gone to Roscoe's, is dead. I know how fat you are. And I go there, I'm like, if you're going to set a guy my size, make sure it's a really good place. Yeah. What an insult, too. God. A guy no, your size. But, but at first, that made me feel like kind of good, but kind of bad, because it's like a backwards compliment. It's like, well, I, of course, I enjoy good food, so therefore, I should enjoy this place. And the other part is me going, wow, my stomach really shows that I like to eat a lot. Maybe I got to work on that, too. Do you think if you lived in Los Angeles that you would actually get in shape because of the weather and everything? You know, I was thinking about that because Ryan, if, I don't know if it's the way he poses for pictures, but he looks like he lost weight. So maybe maybe he would. I mean, it's always like 90 degrees out there. So whenever it's like hot weather, the last thing you want to do is eat a lot of food in Chicago. But it gets cold. You're like, oh, man, it's freezing out. I'm going to go swim about eight cheeseburgers and wash it out with chili. That is true. And there's something about the sun. I think there is something just about the whole, like like you said, the trees. It just It's just a better... Palm trees in LA make the ghetto look sparkly clean. <laughs> it's weird. The ghetto in Los Angeles, there's no, there's not like murders there like there are here in Chicago. It's not like people are killing each other. No, there is. It just, I mean, I, I took the um because it was like so late in the afternoon, and where I had to go it was going to take me a while. I used that Waze app. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, but there, I don't think there's a way to turn this off. But it decided not to take me on any of the highways, but just take me to a quicker way. And within ten minutes, I was at Crenshaw. <laughs> and I was like, what do I have to turn off on the phone? <laughs> I'm that. Yeah, I need to but get I out never, of I, mean, I, I did not, not said the word Crenshaw on the street sign. I never would have really known. There were some bars on the windows of my houses, but everything was like the palm trees were out. Everybody had nice gardens. I'm like, oh, where the hell am I? But the bad neighborhoods in Los Angeles, there's so many less deaths. Like Chicago has way, people don't kill each other in Los Angeles like they do here. Maybe they're happier. No, it's pretty hardcore, man. If I, if it's I not, though. It's not, off. though. If you look at the numbers, the numbers aren't that bad there. Like, no one's really killing each other. Well, it's all per capita. It's all. Don't get, don't get it wrong, man. It's, it's huge. Bad. What are you talking about? Base, I'll have to do some full research, but I do believe that Los Angeles is actually pretty safe. It's not safe. Chicago. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's safe Chicago's at all. Chicago's pretty rough, but L.A. is not safe. Based on, I'm just talking about like it's, it's not like it's not like Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Tubac. We're talking about the suburbs of those talk. Well, no, I'm saying in 2017, you're talking about back then. Back then, it was the murder capital of the world, Los Angeles. Hey, it's still pretty bad. Maybe I'm just more Chicago street than you. Just jumped and bounds over most places, but it's still. I mean, the bad parts of any place are still bad parts. Maybe I'm more of a badass than you, and I'm not some little bi. All right. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe that is the factual part. <laughs> maybe I'm just not a little bitch. So then as, we're as I ride around the south side of Chicago as we speak. Me- meanwhile, meanwhile, anytime I'm going to the casino and I get off at the wrong exit, you should see how afraid I am going through every red light, every stop sign. <laughs> I will say when when you when you end up like at the wrong exit, like I do go through stop signs. I do, and they. Like, do you really want to sit there where there's like, there's no lights, there's always smoke coming. It, it always, it looks like, it honestly looks like the thriller video. If you're like in Gary, Indiana or something, like you just see God. smoke in the street 
no lights, like nails everywhere, like just trying to explode your tires so that you're stranded. Oh, God, yes. And that's just when you walk into the casino. Yeah, exactly. And then they all start dancing. <laughs> all the people with the colostomy bags and the wheelchairs. <laughs> okay, so then, so then, you, why didn't you? So you didn't stay at Ryan's the next night. You went somewhere else. What's that? Who did you stay with the second night? I got a guy who does a, a show on NBC Sports Radio, and I did a late night hit with him. And it turns out, like where their studio was, it was Culver City. So I actually ended up just crashing on the couch at one of the radio stations. What? Two hours. Airport. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so he does like an overnight show. Well, he does like a, it's a ten to midnight show in, in L.A. So anytime he talks Chicago sports, he gets me. I, I do like a the Chicago hit for him. So when I but I my talk, question I, is, were I, you just sleeping at the station and and he was gone, or was he just watching you sleep? He was actually I slept on his lap. He was putting my head like a cat. <laughs> but if he's only on till midnight, right. right? And you slept. It was actually it was actually sweet. Well, actually, well because again, I, I rented a car. I had a dumb move by. Booking a red eye flight at six a.m., so I had to be at the airport at like four in the morning just to return to the car and then get in line for TSA. So by the time he got done around midnight, we went and grabbed a quick beer, and then he dropped me off at the radio station. I just went inside, crashed on the couch inside the uh, the country radio station that was playing syndicated music. I turned down the the monitors, the speakers, and then I set my alarm for like an hour. Crashed for an hour, got in the car, and. Wait a minute. So he he just dropped you off at one of the radio, like a radio station that he worked at, to just sleep at the station. Yeah, yeah. he said people do it all the time. He's like, he, he said he even does it too during the off. Uh, yeah, yeah, season. yeah. People people who work there do that. You don't just drop <laughs> off some random guy. Actually, it is the same company that you and I work for. Abe. Oh, so it was your company. Okay, so you felt comfortable because it's your family. Well, let me tell you, at midnight, and you only have an hour to sleep. I, I would have felt comfortable if he dropped me off in front of a dumpster. Right? I'll tell you this. I would never, if anyone was staying here, like like you came in, I would never just drop them off at the radio station. Oh, here, sleep on this couch. Oh, turn down the volume. What? Like, th- that hey, doesn't. Dude, you crash down for an hour, I'm down, man. You don't, you don't see, you, you wouldn't be, af- Sam, wouldn't you be afraid if, like, someone just dropped you off at a random radio station? Oh, sleep oh, yeah, here. I would, I, I would never do it. I would never do it, but. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't have the kazangas at basement, dude. All the times that you and I have interned at the weird radio shows you and I have been at, you never slept at a radio station. Yeah, a radio station I worked at. Okay, okay. Well, then rewind it back. Saturday nights, there's usually nobody at the radio station, but a board op. And I was on a, I was like in a different area because it's like one of those like huge like campuses that the whole like area, the whole like block itself is all the different radio stations and syndication of that. So there was nobody in the area that I was at. So it was just like, there you go. Everybody kind of, you know, on the weekends, they got a crash there. <laughs> this is there. like a youth, the radio station on the weekends is like a youth hostel. We just drop people off and let them sleep here. So you should be fine. Good, just- man, it worked. It, wor- it, it worked, dude. I was, I was cool. No, I know you were cool. But I'm, I'm talking about the guy who would drop you off at a radio station. Like, could you imagine... Someone walks in, they see just some guy like they're like, "Who's the homeless guy sleeping on the couch?" Oh, uh, it would have been it would have been a little weird, but then yeah. again, an hour what? I was going to go out of the airport. I'll never see these guys again. Uh, uh, my friend dropped me off here to take a quick nap before I go to the airport. <laughs> 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 you, you, see, you see, you see, no issues with this. 
I, I don't see any of it. Sam, do you see any issues? Um, I don't know if I see issues. I, I, I probably, I think it's a little, I mean, I, I don't, I think it's a little bit odd, but again, I, I understand Bass's predicament. I mean, he's out in L.A., doesn't have any place to go. His friend is recommending it. He's part of the company. <laughs> and there's, and there's I, one I more thing. I understand that. I probably in the same situation would probably have But it hey, is a little odd. Hey, there's one more, there's one more difference between you and I. I'm not a little bitch. Oh, <laughs> Why didn't you just go back to the guy's you house? Might, you might be better in the hard neighborhood, but apparently I could sleep inside of a radio station. Yeah. Just make sure uh, at, at 1 a.m. we put on a syndicated country show with Willie Nelson. If you could just switch the CDs. Dude, I could have done that. No problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't played CDs since 1998. No, I know. There's going to be a feed coming in at 1 a.m. You just need to switch it over. Is that okay? You have to play these spots. <laughs> you have a problem with that bass? No. That's how they and get. If you want to buy an intro, I can start Yeah. Can you just. Yeah. That's how they get workers at that station. They they, they trade it in for sleeping quarters. <laughs> it's like it's, instead of sex traffic, it's people traffic. What did you wear on the couch? Uh, just my usual blouse and negligee. <laughs> negligee. <laughs> no, but really, where you were, where you were, those black shirts. I, I literally, literally slept in the same clothes I was wearing all day. Was it like a a, a love seat or was it an actual full couch? No, it was like it was like an actual large leather couch that was like the size of me. Did he take his shirt off and give it to you as a pillow? Use this as a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> no, he used his balls. <laughs> you didn't have a pillow option? <laughs> no, I just put my hands on my cheek and put it on the armrest and just kinda of nodded off for an hour and I was good to go. Remember that time you and I were in New York base, we slept on uh, luggage luggage carts? <laughs> Because we didn't want to get a room. I don't think Sam was there for that. No, he didn't go. It was just you and I. Yeah. Yeah, we slept on luggage. I mean, it, it seemed like a good idea. We're like, we'll just go to New York for the day and come back. And then it seemed like a good idea until we got to the airport at like what? Like 1 a.m. or something? Yeah, it was 2 in the morning. And I was, man, I'll be hurt. And our flight left at like 6. <laughs> so we had like four hours to like. We just... had to sleep on the luggage carts. I remember that. And then they kicked us off the luggage carts. Remember? <laughs> I do. Come on, boys! Uh, you got to get moving here. You do I have, have tickets, right? Yeah, I have spent. I have slept in a lot of weird places in my life. I'll tell you, there's that. That's a really uncomfortable position to be at the airport early like that, and everyone oh, God, else God. is just and and there's nowhere comfortable to lay. Like you could lay on the uh, the actual, you know, the, the the thing that has the luggage come out. Like one of those. Uh, oh, the conveyor belt. Yeah, lay on the conveyor belt. Yeah, that would that would have looked too weird. No, there were people laying on that. You could either lay on the conveyor I belt. I don't or, remember seeing people sleep on a conveyor belt. I did. I saw girls. Maybe they were on the metal. You know, you're right. They were on the metal in the middle. Like you know that metal in the middle around and the conveyor belts around it. They were laying on that part. Jeez. And there were people on the floor, but there's <laughs> there were like people laid out on chairs, but. We decided, and, and it was actually, when we first got the luggage cards, you remember how comfortable it was at first? Yeah. Like, we were actually happy to be on a luggage cart. <laughs> and then it all went down in flames. Well, it base, went down in flames fast. Now, base when you were there, there, there were no uh, groups of white men with torches trying to kill you? No. No, there were not. 
Like doing In like fact, I was doing all that stuff. I didn't really even know what was going on until I I got to the radio station at night and I was like, Oh my god, what happened? You know what's funny? I stopped watching CNN just because I, I can't stand like just you know, just it just so much um like Trump just does one ridiculous thing after another. I just can't stand looking at him at this. Like, so I just don't even deal with it anymore. So I stopped. I really stopped watching the news. And I heard about this Charlottesville thing, and I didn't even know that the guy drove his car like Al Qaeda style through the crowd and killed people until Sam oh, actually. Well, t- really be out of it because I mean that was literally on everything before, and it's been on everything for. No, no, I heard, I heard, I heard about there was fighting, but I didn't know yeah. that the guy drove a car just like the terrorists yeah. do through the crowd and kill people until you oh, showed that, me. That, that is a terrorist. I mean, there's no difference. So I started, I, I started, no I, I actually, then I, I started watching, uh, there's a good vice piece about it where they show all the people, but isn't it weird that for, okay, first of all, why do they hate Jews still? Like they were doing these chants about Jews. Like what have Jews done? Jews well, have that's just part of that's that's uh, part so of the, yeah, propaganda. The original, they, they, that was the original, um, the original place where they had where they pointed their pointed their pitchforks was at the Jews. And I know, but one way. Well, that's like, that's the original like Nazi propaganda. Like, yeah. No, I, I I understand that, but I'm just saying like there's still are, but here, 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 here's why because people who are that racist, who are that sick, they hate anybody. Yeah, they and do. You're right. find interesting it's it's a very okay it's a very slippery slope right so the trump rallies there are people who support trump who aren't racist right but there weren't people at the robert e lee uh crowd that are not racist everyone at that crowd was racist all the white people there actually are racist if you're if you're upset about the robert e lee statue in 2017 then you're racist and by the way they're, all the Nazi guys, they're also like big military men. Don't they realize that our country's military destroyed the Nazis? Right. And our military destroyed the South? So, like, th- th- do they support losers? Like, And can you imagine caring about Robert E. Lee? And then Trump compared it to George Washington because George Washington had slaves. But, like, Robert E. Lee led, the, he was the general of the Confederate Army. Like, can you imagine the shit he did to slaves? I mean, how how could you... How could you support the Robert E. Lee stat? Like, how, why do you even care? Like, if they're taking it down, who cares? 
I was going to say, I don't know what statue I would ever really care about. Even the Rocky statue. Up. If they took down the Rocky statue, I'd be upset. Besides that, I don't care about Would any other really? statue. Yeah. really? Yeah. really be upset about a Rocky statue? Yeah, because I want to get a picture with it. God. You wouldn't be mad if they took down the Rocky statue? Hey, I wouldn't care if they said we're taking down every statue of the entire, of the entire country. I would. Right. The, the, the Rocky statue, honestly, I'd be upset. We got to get you some hobbies, man. No, it has nothing to do with hobbies. It's just no, I. If the, rock, uh, if the Rocky statues will cause you to get politically active, <laughs> start a big fight with people down there. Uh, <laughs> you call yourself the Apollos? Yeah, I'll dress with those those uh, American flag shorts on. <laughs> Abe Cannon and his group of Rocky fans. You all have the leather jackets with the uh, tiger on the back? Honestly, if you took down the Rocky statue, what else would you go to Philadelphia for? Cheesesteaks. Okay, okay, they have two things. Cheesesteaks and Rocky statue. If you take down the Rocky statue, you have one thing left. Hey, guess what? You and I are probably never going to go to Philly, even if that Rocky statue is there. (laughs) Sludge lives there. I'd go visit Sludge. I would too, but I'm not going to be like... Oh, shoot, man. The Rocky statue's out there? Sorry, Sludge. I guess I'm not coming down after. I swear, I wouldn't go. If they got rid of the Rocky the only reason why I want to go there is to go by the Rocky statue. But anyways, I under, you you would understand why I care about the Rocky statue. The Robert E. Lee statue. Like, there's nothing. There's no, like, racist overtones about loving the Rocky statue. Some 22-year-old guy in 2017 who's worried about the Robert E. Lee statue. That's our heritage, man! That's our heritage. <laughs> That's a great man, Robert E. Lee. It is. He is. He he was a great man. What? That's our history, man. That'd be like having a Hitler statue, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's kind of like having a Hitler statue. Well, I would agree. Oz, the guy who shot Kennedy, Oswald or whatever, Oswald. Having, having an Oswald statue in Dallas. I'm just a pastor. They're not taking down that Oswald statue, man. Or <laughs> the, the guy who shot Martin Luther King. Yeah, honestly, why not? It's the same thing. That guy shot Martin Luther King, man. That's our heritage. By hook or by crook, it's our... that Love it or leave it, man. That's our history. Love it or leave it. <laughs> I just know if I cared about the Robert E. Lee statue that I should probably do something drastic about my life. Like, if you wake up every day, light a tiki torch, and you're and you're <laughs> you're saluting Robert E. Lee, that's generally if anybody, you. If anybody, if anybody <laughs> ever the night of me is going, hey, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna come with us. We're gonna go to Home Depot. Pull <laughs> up my tiki torches, and then we're gonna go protest. The Robert E. Lee statue coming down, I would be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> First of all, I'm not getting off the couch. Second of all, I'm not walking with a deep sword. And third of all, a statue? That's our history, man! That's our history, man. Sir, why do you care about Robert E. Lee? Generally! Generally to you! And these TV torches are 10 for 10. That's generally to you, Yankee! They still use the word Yankee. Yankee. 
Like what? What, uh, what year was the Civil War? Was it? Like, I don't want to sound stupid and give the wrong year. I'll just look it up. Fourteen ninety two, wasn't it? Uh, Not fourteen ninety. That's when Columbus 18, sailed the ocean uh, blue, base. Eighteen seventeen seventy six. Something. Seventeen seventy six to seventeen eighty three. So yeah, you don't, don't don't ask us for dates on this podcast. I know you're gonna make us all look dumb, including yourself. I know. Let, let's when you when you edit this podcast. I mean, I don't remember. I don't edit this. So. I just looked it up. Oh no, no, I never want to hear that one. But yeah. Keep it in mind. Don't worry, I'll leave it when Bass thought it was when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I, like, I like when people randomly ask questions. So I'm like, you'd leave me Googling it right now. And we're like, all, why would it be in Bass no date? I, I, yeah. I, was, I was asking, maybe you guys knew. What date was the Civil War? I don't know. Wait, Bass, believe it or not, people I do know when... The, rock, you know what, though? I wasn't going to get even 100 off. That's in 1870-something, so I knew it was something seventy. Something 70s, and it was either... Yeah. I well, 1776, so it's 400 years ago, okay? Yeah, okay. Anyone alive now has no connection to Robert E. Lee. That's my flag, man! The stars and the bars across your chest in an X! Confederate flag, man! General Lee! You will show the proper respect to General Lee! He was a great man! Are there any black people with the last name Lee? Did he rape anyone? Because you know all the all the. Like, well, I mean, does it doesn't mean that every. I mean, Lee's a pretty common name. It's not like if there's a Lee that it was. Garrett oh, Derek Lee, Lee. Derek Lee from the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. I guess he he was a <laughs> rape descendant of a rape victim. He has some ties to Robert E. Lee. Can you imagine yeah. if Derek? What if Derek Lee was out there leading the charge? That's my grandpa, man. <laughs> What, what, oh, man. What, what's that? What's that DNA kit test you do where you swab your cheek or whatever? Twenty three and me. Yeah, and it tells you like everything you are. Is that is that for real? What is that shit? Is that, does that actually work? Does anybody? Actually, yeah, I'm sure people do it. I... We should do it. Have you done it? No, I have not. No. It's like a hundred bucks or something, and then it tells you like everything. But you, but but what if Derek Lee actually found out? Oh, uh, it doesn't say like. Here's your relatives. Yeah. It just tells you what you are. So what if it's like, oh, you actually are like a fourth cousin of Hitler or something? <laughs> <laughs> you're related. You're actually related to David Crosby. Yeah. See that? That's the test to take, right? That's the one where you like, if you were related to Prince or something, like, yeah. you, you'd want it. Yeah. But I mean, you could, you could also be related to Ted Bundy. Like if I was related to The Rock or Michael Jackson. Oh, that'd be awesome. You're actually related well, to Blanket Jackson. Well, how they couldn't bury him for two weeks because they had to keep getting DNA samples. So many people are claiming to be a relative of him. Who, Michael Jackson? No, James Brown. Oh, James Brown. You're... I don't remember that. What happened? They didn't bury him for two weeks after he died because they were trying to get DNA samples off of him. So many people are claiming to be his child. <laughs> But in that case, you know they really were all his kids. Yes. God, can you imagine though any woman that would have sex with James Brown? Especially, like I understand when he was young, but can you imagine the women having sex with him when he was older? I was going to say young kids, but he was kind of a decent looking guy back in the day. No, I know. I'm talking about when he was older, 50s, though. 50s. Yeah. Well, I don't know. From the time he was in Rocky Four to the time he died, he looked pretty pretty the same to me. 
Mm, not in that interview he did. Those, those last those last five years. Yeah, he looked. His hair was like, um, yeah. like the, the, remember when they found that terrorist laying in a pile of mattresses with the stretched out white shirt? Khalid was Sheikh Mohammed. That was like Saddam Hussein. No, Khalid. Who is it, Tim? No, Abe's thinking of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Yeah, look at the picture of this fat terrorist like in a basement. <laughs> There was like no light, and they like shine the light on him. You see the picture? I'm sure I have. If you, if you, it's it's as simple as googling terrorist white shirt. I think it comes up. (laughs) Terrorist white shirt. Let me see if it comes up. It it used to come up right away when you would type that in. Oh yes, it does. So if you're listening to the podcast, (laughs) you want to see Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. He looks he looks like a mixture of Ron Jeremy and Saddam Hussein. You, Without looking at the picture, I already know what that is. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? So yeah. if you're listening to this, just Google terrorist white shirt and it's the first image that pops up. <laughs> uh uh some horrible news. Ric Flair might is it seems like he's close to dying. And that if, if I, had, it, I, not, I was thinking about that today. Yesterday Everybody was like, "All oh, the prayer warriors, we need to come out for Ric Flair." And then they haven't heard anything. Well, they said that yeah, they, he was out of surgery. Had a surgery, um, and they said it was was it like related to his colon or something? Oh, is that what they're saying now? Yeah, the thing was, but the New York Post is saying he's in critical condition, so not looking great for for the, for the nature boy. You wouldn't think all those years of partying, steroids, yeah. drugs, having sex with random women. I mean, you wouldn't think about it. He's <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, for this play, that's about as long as probably he was going to make it. The life he led. Rick Flair remains in critical condition as of last word in the hospital. Atlanta. Flair underwent colon surgery yesterday to remove a blockage that was the catalyst for a number of different health issues that followed, including kidney failure. Wow. The key is to get the kidneys back functioning. The surgery was considered success, but as noted, there are more issues involved. Wow. Hmm. Jeez. We can't, we can't lose the nature, boy, because I'm, I'm actually 90% done writing a script for a movie, and one of the major scenes, Ric Flair's in it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, is there, if the nature boy bites the dust, is there somebody else who can just slide right in, or is the I'm whole thing? No one. If you if you if you if if you knew what yeah. the movie was about, it, it's almost it would be almost impossible to replace him. I might have to. I might have to scrap this script. Yeah. <laughs> it's like remember in the Hangover, we were trying to get Ric Flair in the Hangover Three, and it's kind of the idea I had for that. I put that in my movie that I wrote. But do you remember in the in the Hangover? I think it was Part Two. They were supposed to have Bill Clinton, and then they ended up replacing him with just some loser. Like the guy, well, yeah, we just yeah, we just replaced with Hulk Hogan. I yeah, you know, we could, but Hulk Hogan's not like a notorious partier. Yeah, but if somebody were to wake up in their bed and find Hulk Hogan, that would still be pretty funny. No, well, this this is a little bit different, but yeah, but you know, Hulk Hogan now that he has all that gawker money, he's probably above being like the, you know, the laugh. Part what's, of a, what's a professional wrestler? Always oh, a professional wrestler. <laughs> How much are you gonna pay me, brother? Yeah. Can you imagine that negotiating with Hogan to be in your movie? <laughs> How many points am I getting on the back end, brother? 
And then like Pitbull. He walks in with like Pitbull or something. <laughs> or Fat Joe. <laughs> this is the guy doing all my negotiating. Yo, what's up, boy? How are we gonna oh, do this? What was that guy's name? Jim Cornette or what was the guy? <laughs> Jimmy Hart. He's walking off the yeah, the guy bracket. Yeah. Well it's Jim Cornette, but Jimmy Hart had the megaphone. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Can you imagine trying to negotiate with that fucker? I know. Oh, <laughs> Anything less than eight points on the back end. You got me, brother? <laughs> and then like Brian Nobbs comes in with the contracts and, and like Puts your head in his armpit if you don't sign it. Sign it. Sign it now. Hey, have you guys had to deal with the city lately? On anything? You know, like in what? In what? Respect? I was going to say you may have to elaborate on my question. Well, first of all, I park <clears throat> I, the gym I go to. I park under this viaduct every day. Yeah. And just today, I got a ticket for parking under a viaduct. Like just out of nowhere, they decided now that I, is is it illegal? Yeah, but is, is, I mean, I don't know. Is it illegal to park or with those signs? No signs anywhere. Wait, I, I didn't, wait a second. There's no signs over there. Yeah, I mean, how? There's like, no signs over there. I, I've been there and I've parked there. I'm almost positive. Oh, yeah. And, and there's never there's never been a sign. There's no signs anywhere. Does, does, does the ticket tell you, like, why you're getting it? It just says parking, parking by a viaduct. Well, see, then it's probably not legal. We just didn't know. Yeah, but... Is that is that just a known law in Illinois that you can't park under a viaduct? I mean, well, base, do you want to resolve this for us? <laughs> Very rare that I go. You know what? That viaduct looks like a pretty decent spot for my car. <laughs> no, but it's like it, it, it's hard to explain, right, Sam? Why that's a good spot to park in over there? Yeah, no, but I, I, I know the area where your gym is at. I know that. Well, let me I ask you this: cars there, car parking there. Oh, let's see. Hang on. It says, it shall be unlawful to stand. Let's see. It shall be unlawful to stand or park any vehicle in any of the following places. T-intersection, sidewalk, crosswalk, a viaduct, or an underpass. Okay, so I guess it is illegal. Wait, were you the only car parking there? No, like six cars got tickets. Oh, okay. Because everyone you, parks. That, that's the one that'll tip me off. If I'm the only one parking there, I'm like, nah, I'm probably not going to park there. And then the lady across the street from me, she had a ticket on her car, and she wasn't even under the viaduct, but she was right next to it, and she got one for her license plate. Well, you may, you may, have, had, you may have had an aggressive officer uh, come down the street. What a piece of garbage. But anyways, that's not even what I'm talking about. This is just another incident with the city. So... My car, I went out, I had parked in front of the apartment. I went down there to go to work the next morning, and there was a big dent in the front, and there was like a half-written police report just like jammed in the door with no information on it, okay? Wait, your car? Yeah. Wait, today? No, like a couple weeks ago. Oh, right, I remember this. Okay, I was going to say, did this happen again? Well, no, but I just just now brought it into the body shop today. Okay. Because I just got the information. Okay, so there's a half-written police report. There's no information. So I go to the police station. They say, we can't give you any information. you got to go to the records department. And I said, well, how long will that take? You'll be lucky if it's there in two weeks. <laughs> like, what? Why, why do... Why do and, and the guy... So the guy's reading the report in front of me. Like, where I, he's, like, turning it so I can't see it. Like, you know, if you're doing a, a test and you don't want someone to look at your paper. 
Yeah. You do that thing where you like put your arm over it, kind of that pathetic uh, blockage. He's like, "Well, the guy had insurance, so you're lucky there." Like, can't you just I give me? Yeah, can't you just give me the info? No, uh, call the so whatever. So I'm calling this records department for like a long time. Finally, two weeks later, they get it at the records office. You have to pay for the police report too. So I, I went down the records department. I put it on Instagram. The sign it says like, "Fill this out." Hand it in. Take a seat. Like, it's written in a very obnoxious way to, like, tell you, like, fuck off, basically. Yeah. If you work for... I understand people hate their jobs, right? But if you're hiring people at the city, shouldn't you be trying to find, like, these nice people? Like, do they just look for the... Here's a sign. Take one. Fill it out. Turn it in. Sit and wait. That's what the sign said. Sit and wait. I agree with you. What? What is with the like the mandatory disgruntled city worker? Yeah, like they yeah. so, so they, just, they managed to, like in the interview or they just like <laughs> they say you're at work and there's <laughs> people in line. Are you a insanely pissed off? Yeah. B in a good mood or C slightly pissed off. I don't like people. Yeah. Hired. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what did he say? You sound like management. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me test you out. Don't worry about a piss test. You're good. You're good. Let's do a couple tests. Oh, no, 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 no piss test. Young man, uh, tell me what your problem is. My sticker, uh, there's an issue. Sit down! Sit down and wait! Very good. Very good job. Bravo, bravo. When can you start? So anyways, I roll up. There's three lines, right? Two of them are empty. The other one has, like, three people. So I go on one of the empty lines. Two lines say tickets, and one says something about, like, uh, like passports or something. So I go on the other ticket line. She's like, that line! And I'm like, oh, yours says, yours says uh, tickets also. And then her fr- the other lady, like, said, oh, yeah, yours says tickets too. And then she, like, had this look on her face, like, fuck off, go in the other line. So I go in the other line. Yeah, they go, <laughs> go in the other line. They they like fill this out and I had to fill it out, hand it in. They don't give you any information about what they're doing. They just say sit and wait. So like twenty minutes later, I walked up there. I'm like, hey, uh, so what 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 am I waiting for? He's like, oh, you're waiting for the cashier, of course. Like I'm supposed to know. So then, like ten minutes later, he's like, oh, you know what? Uh, they're not gonna be able to print out your report because it came out printed like. So he gave it to me. It looked like um, it was like like the. <laughs> the contract from Willy Wonka, like the super small one where you needed uh, a magnifying glass. <laughs> he's like, he's like, here, man. He goes, it's going to take probably a long time for them to fix this. So you could have this one if you want it. Yeah. So anyways, they don't want to do any, they don't want to do any work at all. Yeah. So you can't just copy the JPEG and stretch it out onto a sheet of paper. This is probably going to take a week, so you could have this shrunk version if you want. So I took the shrunk version, whatever. So then I finally was able to read what happened. It took me two weeks to find out what happened to my car. Don't I have the right to know before two weeks yeah. what happened to my car? You know, you know what's funny? I, I always thought that that was like a city worker thing, but I've heard that it's not all cities. I've heard that's a Chicago thing. Like, Chicago city workers are notoriously the biggest assholes in the world. Like, I'm sure it depends, but people... Yeah, I'm sure there's some nice ones, but the ones I've dealt with, geez. Especially at the DMV, fuck. Well, the Chicago in particular is bad. Like, everybody's bad. Do you ever have have your car towed? Do you ever go down to... Oh, it's the worst. They're always eating ribs. I mean, they, like, they will just, like, fuck with 
do. Like they'll like make fun of your car and make fun of how you have to pay pay for a ticket and like they actually like fuck up cars down there and they like they drop cars like expensive oh, they, cars they, to like slam into other cars. They do that shit all the time. And they, the, and they talk to you as if they're processing you for prison. I know, exactly. Yeah, they do. They do. Get against the wall. But you, you, oh, yeah, cell phones aren't allowed here. Your car was five inches over a yellow marker, and they talk to you like you just murdered someone. Yeah. What kind of fucking freak are you? Get against the wall. <laughs> yeah, your car, you'll get your car when you get it. There's no cell phones allowed. Hands on your head. No cell phones. <laughs> Less- like, they completely like strip you down. No cell phones, no pants, no talking. Yeah. And get against the wall. It's always get against the wall. Why? <laughs> get against the wall. Why can't I just stand here in the middle of the room? No wall! Hit! Grab a wall! <laughs> Grab some brick. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a wall. <laughs> I swear, I'm not, I'm not joking. Last time my car got towed, the guy was eating ribs. He had sauce all over his hands, and like, here, here, here's the thing about eating ribs. One, one like napkin that's covered in sauce. That's not the right way to to like clean up your hands to work to move to move on from that meal to my paperwork. Because that napkin's already covered in sauce, so by you wiping your hand with it, it doesn't really take care of anything. And he moved directly to my paperwork. Oh, so what? What? What's wrong with you, pussy? What you were parked in a but you were not you were nine feet from a fire hydrant. Yeah, you deserve this three sixty cash. You got it. No, hold on. If they if they ever open up a conversation, I call you pussy off off the back. I call you pussy. That's how you know when they call you pussy the first time. You put your hand up to ask a question. Whoa. I want to see two things right now. Your pussy against that wall. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so wait, wait. Wait, so anyways, I didn't even explain what happened. So I finally really read the police report and it said, it said that the guy, the guy drove down a one way street the wrong way, fell asleep at the wheel and smashed into my car and another car. God. Yeah, like, couldn't I, isn't that, like, as a completely innocent person, my car was parked legally. How yeah. come I can't get that information from the police? Oh, no, 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 we don't give that out. But we no, can't no, give nothing. Don't, don't you give the guy credit for actually stopping and calling the police? I, 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 doubt, I doubt that's what happened. I bet he was, okay. I bet they found him, like, laying in his car okay. sleeping. Okay. You have no information on the assailant. I, I have his info. I mean, I'm going through his insurance, but that that's okay. it. Like, his insurance is paying for... When I called, like, right away, the insurance company goes into their whole spiel about an investigation until I'm like... His name isn't, his name isn't like Dennis Rodman, is it? It's something weird, like uh, Zimbabwe yeah. or something. Yeah. I'm not joking. Well, is, it general, is, it, is it general insurance? No, it's actually good insurance. It was like, um... Like, or, uh... Oh, do the general ones take some time. That, that's that's a shitty the insurance. The general. I don't want the general. No, it's uh, uh, home something home. What is it? Home. Uh, what's the one with home in it? Uh, but I it's home. I don't know. I don't know insurance. Home. Home. 
Amer- no, it's home something, whatever. It's it's a good insurance. But so right away he goes into his spiel about like talking shit to me, and then I'm like, well, uh, if you look at the police report, the guy fell asleep at the wheel, uh, <laughs> went down one way street and smashed into two cars. Oh, okay, uh, that'll include our investigation. He said. <laughs> Uh, and then he was real nice. He's like, I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm glad you weren't in the car. Like, yeah, no shit, asshole. That'll include our investigation. Yep, that'll, yep, that'll, that'll include the investigation for this case. Uh, <laughs> oh, it sounds like you're a pretty airtight case, sir. We're gonna go ahead and uh, close up on this one. Just please don't sue us. Well, hey guys, let, let's wrap it up. I, I've, I've one last thing I just want to bring up. And let, let me ask you guys this. When was the last time you were on your knees? Just an hour ago. Were you on hardwood or on the rug? Wood. How painful is it to put your knees up against that wood? Um, it's not the most pleasant. It's not like it's not like getting stabbed, but it's not the most pleasant experience. So you don't like it, right? No. Base. Nice. Base. Have you had your knees on wood or cement lately? Not on wood or cement, but uh, having my knees on the ground on its own is not fun. Just you on you on like a, like a nine inch padded rug, it hurts. Dude, if my knees are on the bed, I'd be like, "Well, <laughs> on the bed, your knees hurt when you're on the bed." My body's not used to just being on my knees. Yeah. Well, okay, good. So I'm glad you guys all agree I with. Don't, I just don't give blowjobs the way I used to. That's all. Oh, <laughs> hey, this was the man. Oh, hey. Hey, this fucking guy. Ow. Um, but, okay, but here, here, okay, pussy. Let's see what we got right here. Here's, yeah. Get against the wall, pussy. Your pussy, that wall now. <laughs> gonna do it. We're going to do it the easy way. No, no, no. We're going to do it the hard way or my way. What way you want to do it? What's your way? The hard way. Get against the wall. Yeah. Don't you want the money for, for the towed car? I don't give a fuck. It's two hundred dollars a day storage. Get against the wall. Wall! Grab one. <laughs> Three feet of the wall. Don't take more. So, anyways, right. here, here's my go question. On. Here's my question. How how are strippers able to do all that shit on their knees? And I'm not joking. Is it because they weigh so little? Because, wait, it doesn't matter because there's that's fat probably, strippers. That probably has something to do with it, honestly. So if you weigh, like, 100 pounds, you, the, the stress on your knees probably is, like, nothing, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If any of if our female like listeners, any of our female or twink listeners who weigh around 110 pounds or less, if you could answer this for me, do, do you not? does nothing hurt on you when you're that small? Yeah, but that, that question might not work when people are tipping the scales over 250 in this No, but here's my question. I've seen those fat strippers like at, at Floyd Mayweather's club, the girl collection or something, where they're like <laughs> like literally 400 pounds on their knees. So all those strippers still are on their knees. So do women have knees that don't hurt? Well, maybe when you're that fat, that fat is like cushion. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the question, though. Do women not have knee, like knee pain? Like, do they, are their knees different? No are their knees different than ours? I mean, I'm sure they have, I'm sure they have knee pain. I mean, I don't know if they just on your knees all the time. Maybe just become accustomed to it. I don't know. Because like a stripper will go from the top of the pole, slam onto the ground on their knees. And then they're crawling around the whole time. Yeah, but well, I mean, that's why they're crawling around. Probably in a lot of pain. Are, are like 100 pounds <laughs> up at the most part of the time. 
Maybe that's why they're crawling. They're just in so much pain. Ah! Ah! <laughs> so much pain! <laughs> ah! Like if oh, I, that girl's really that girl's really writhing around. That's really hit the floor. What honestly? Would, would it matter if strippers wore knee pads? Like, would any guy yeah. not go because of that? I think it would be weird. But when they're on the pole, shouldn't they like you know how like they always like wash it off with a washcloth or whatever? Like if they also yeah. put on knee pads before they go. <laughs> like, wouldn't you be able to give a better performance? Because if you guys ever wore like good knee pads, no. Uh, if you were. I was working with my uncle once and he had these like knee pads. I'm like, hey, Rick, let me try those on. And it's, I swear, like you could like jump on your knees and it doesn't hurt. I'm talking about high quality. I'm not talking about like the knee pads that like, uh, you know. How that, old were that, you when you were, how old were you when you were this uh, I don't know, like 18 or something. I don't know. Okay. But I'm not talking about like the knee pads that like Ric Flair wears. These are like construction knee pads. Nothing says, nothing says a turnout like going to a strip club and seeing all the girls knee pads. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to protect our girls' knees. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if, if like I said, if you weigh 110 pounds or less, if you could answer that question for me. Number one, if you're a guy who's skinny... Do your knees not hurt? Number two, if you're a girl. And number three, if you're a stripper, explain how your knees don't hurt. Because I was on my knees on the like uh on wood, and it, it, it felt like there were like two knives in my knees. So okay. we'll leave a cliffhanger for this podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Uh, uh, later, boys. Watch out for all, all three of us actually need to watch out for those torches. So we all need to be That's safe. True. None of us are none of us are safe anymore. Doesn't it make you want to like uh, learn some uh, like taekwondo or something, Sam? Yeah, it'd be cool to know it. Sure. Just in case some guy comes to you with a torch, you kick it out of his hand. Hey. All right, gentlemen. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real, and I believe in you.